Master Tavern Keepers, History of the Old World. So, Master Tavernkeeper, you and your uh, battered ship found yourselves upon the uh, Great Mortis River in the uh, land of the dead. How did uh, things start to go wrong then? Well, I think I uh, mentioned before about the strangeness of the river. How it would call to the unwary, trying to entice them into its depths. It was now that this became a concern. The further we went upriver, the stronger these unholy whisperings became, and I was not the only one who hearkened to them. I recall that the first person to hear the river speak was young Mallory, who was on a second watch with me. He was always a, an odd sort, but that night I found him staring blankly into the black waters of starboard. Mallory, what are you doing there? You heard Gensher earlier. He told us not to look into the water. But they're calling me. Who? Who are calling? I can hear nothing but the sound of water lapping against the boat. You're off your rocker. They keep calling me. What? What? M Mallory, Mallory, what are you doing? Please. Please, step away from the side. What are you doing, Mallory? No, don't do this. I hear them. They're not, they're not gone. Mallory suddenly spasmed and jerked, and I immediately moved to grab him. But I was too slow and could only watch helplessly as he toppled off the side of the boat. I, I rushed to look down at the water below, but all I could see were dark ripples glinting in the fell green moonlight from above. There was no other sign of our shipmate at all. When similar happenings occurred to others, and myself included, the captain decided that we could go no further and dropped anchor. My uh, tutor was unhappy though, for where we had stopped was still far from where he'd believed we could find his uh, trustworthy traders. The point was mute though, for Redlocks would go no further. We would make do and repair what we could with what we could lay our hands on in the immediate vicinity. However, against the odds, that evening, a local trader rode up to the side of our boat. Welcome, Nakri. You are most welcome. We do not often get outlanders this far up the river. Your ship seems damaged though. 
Perhaps you are in need of supplies. Who? Who am I? My name is Sully, son of Sully, from a long line of Sullys, from much maligned Bel Aliat, and I am but a humble trader. But uh, my knowledge of these lands is great, and perhaps before you venture into the desert, searching for what you need, you would take heed of my words and see what I can provide. You are fortunate to have met me here. I normally camp at the oasis of a thousand and one camels near ruined Bel Aliad. But old business has brought me here this night. Mordic has clearly brought us together. Blessed be his name. If it pleases you, feel free to visit my humble camp. Just over the dune rise there. Come and refresh yourselves. One of my many serving girls will see to all your needs. I have much to trade. There was immediate interest from many in the crew at his words, especially when he mentioned serving girls. Although I think probably our cook, the halfling Ludwig Brambledown, was the most vocal, although uh, for different reasons than most. Here, here, ask him, does he have any pie meat? I'd kill for some decent pie meat. One cannot live on fish alone. And willow and flour, and butter, and the chickens have been laying funny-looking eggs of late. Old Maisie was even egg-bound last week, until I gave her a bath and a massage. And uh, what about beer? Does he have any beer? Or wine? I'd push her drink some wine. Oh, what about some dried fruits? Fresh veg? Taters? However, not everyone was quite so enthusiastic. The one naysayer was actually my tutor. The one who had brought us this far in search of traders. Trust not the meat of the lost Bel Aliad. Their morsels are not meant for the living. Nor trust the words of Lady Wanderers in the land of the dead. They speak from beyond the grave. These are not the traders we seek. Those we seek are of the Tuareg of the Sheik Queen, Tin Hinan. I will trust none but these in this blighted land. This Sully is not our friend. However, neither Sully nor a majority of the crew were put off by this, and Sully and his men came to the riverbank near where our boat was moored every night, always arriving just after dusk and leaving just before dawn. His men would make a large fire on the riverbank, and then they would beckon us to join them. Many of us went, and he would talk for hours by the firelight, regaling us with the stories of the treasures he'd witnessed unearthed in the land of the dead. Riches, 
My friend, are a strong antidote to fear. And believe me, I have seen the riches that these barren lands hide. Many are the expeditions that I guide through these deserts. The seemingly empty lands are filled with an abundance of paradises buried beneath the deep sands. It is all there for the taking. You just need a good guide and a heart of stone to conquer the fear that will strike through your soul. Should you wish, for a comparatively small fee, I will guide you through the desert. You can find what you need to fix your boat and more besides. You could return to your homes, rich, beyond your wildest dreams. Yet, despite all these honeyed words, my tutor was still against taking anything from Sully. Nonetheless, we bought what we could from the camp of Sully, but it was nowhere near enough. Eventually, I took things into my own hands, and against his advice, ten of us, including myself and Tamo, decided to do some uh, exploring, with Sully acting as our guide. It was my idea. Curse me to oblivion. And this is why the blood of these nine men is on my hands, and no one else's, and I will never forgive myself. Oh, yeah. Let me just make sure I have understood you correctly, Master Tavern Keeper. Your heavily damaged boat was anchored up on the Great Mortis River when you encountered the merchant Sully, whom I believe was a vampire, and uh, you and nine other men went off into the desert with him and his underlings. You could put it like that, yes, that is correct. We were all perhaps feeling a little, um, what's the word? Foolhardy. Oh, yeah, yeah, foolhardy. Mm. Were you not even a little suspicious? He even invoked the name of Mordig in front of you. Ah, well, none of us were aware of the great ghoul of ancient lost Bel Aliad at that point, and no, I was not suspicious. A little uh, cautious, perhaps, but not suspicious. I was a uh, young, well, younger, and foolish. Tamol, though, had been for the idea from the start, and to be honest, it was his enthusiasm that had swayed me and uh, the others to the endeavour, although originally it was my idea. Anyway, we were not the only ones taking the initiative, I might add. My tutor, Ulrich Gensher, too, had organised a small party to accompany him in his search for the uh, Tuareg of the Sheik Queen, Tin Hinan, off to the east, along the riverbanks of the Mortist. I, uh, I, I should have gone with him. But he had no angry words for me despite the fact that I myself felt guilty for uh, betraying our uh, friendship. Look, young Septimus, if you think it is the right course of action, then it is the right 
course of action. I do not think you will have the outcome you expect, but each must follow their own path. It is the best way to learn, just so long as you survive. Here, take this. Oi, don't give me that look. Yes, I know. It's a hat, and no, I am not mad. This is no fashion piece. It was a gift from a dowdy devotee of Ulgu, a practitioner of shadow magic, in return for saving his life. It's called a hat of illusion. If you get into trouble and you can't get away, don't think twice about it. Put this on and run for your life. Trust me. He was most insistent that I take it, and would not take no for an answer, and I knew better than to argue with him. Ach, so what did this uh, hat look like then? I have an interest in uh, magical artifacts, as you know. Ha, huh. why, I still have it. Oh, really? Ach, that's not that ridiculous pointy grey affair with the wide rim on the hat stand in the corner there, is it? Ah, very observant. Yes, I'm afraid so. It is the very same. It's not something one wears when you uh, wish to look stylish, admittedly. Anyway, shall I uh, get back to my tale? With this gift, my tutor and I parted ways, with myself and the other sailors heading southwest with the guide Sully, and my tutor and his men following the river east, in search of his Tuareg. Sully provided ten camels for us. Mine was hardly the pick of the caravan, though. Indeed, it was the most smelly and ragged of beasts, with breath like a corpse garden and fur that stunk like a latrine. No doubt due to the fact that he was constantly urinating on himself to cool down. It's fairly normal for camels to do this, but my own appeared to have a broken bladder and leaked like one of the old lead drainage pipes in Nuln. That said, he soon got used to it. Sully said he was taking us to an oasis further south, known as a trading spot for many nomadic merchants. Here, he said, we could find what we needed to fix our boat. But first, we had to pass through the swamp of terror, a virulent place that is shunned by all. And then, after this, he also informed us that we needed to pass near the infamous Pools of Despair. He didn't uh, talk too much with um, regards the former, but on the latter, he had the following to say. Without my help, you'll surely not make it past the Pools of Despair. Whoa, foul. Magics created those mirages, I know not, but they have led many to their deaths. What will happen is this. As your supplies of water begin to run low, suddenly you will be confronted by a lush oasis. I've seen men go mad as they strive to reach these false visions. Indeed, 
I remember passing the remains of one such poor individual, his canteen filled with sand. He had died, scooping handfuls of the desert into his mouth, thinking it to be cool water. Now, this certainly alarmed us, but it was nothing but a red herring, as we never even made it that far.